everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Hey, we're going to dive into part three of our series, Faith Forward. Have you enjoyed the series so far? Um, If you missed last week, I just encourage you, it was a message for all of us to really lean into. It was all about how to overcome depression. And um, I just encourage you to check out the podcast or go on our Facebook page. You can watch the online service as well. But uh, today we're going to dive into part three. And we're going to talk about the companion of depression, and that is stress. Stress. Do you got any stress in your life right now? Hmm? If you do not have any stress in your life right now, please come and take the microphone and preach this message. I got a lot of it, but I know you do too. So I want to bring you a message today entitled, How Do I Handle Stress? How do I handle it? Um, The truth is we live in a society that's more stressed out than ever before, isn't it? Um, We're stressed. 44% of Americans say they have more stress today than they did five years ago. And during this COVID-19 season, seven out of 10 adults say they have a significant amount of stress that they didn't have prior to COVID-19. One of every five adults have what they call extreme stress, meaning you have physical issues from your stress. One in five. Studies show us 60% of all illnesses and diseases have their root causes in stress. 60% of all sickness and disease is caused by some form of stress. The good news is uh, God's word has a lot to say about this. And as always, we go to the book. Someone say the book. Did you know God wrote a book? Yeah, he, he wrote a book, and we love that book. We go to that to gain hope and encouragement. We're going to go to that book today, but first let's unmask where all these stresses come from. All of us probably have some of these stresses going on right now, right now. So let's identify some of them. Um, We have stresses in our relationships, right? Like our relationships can be complex, right? And we have stresses when it comes to all our different types of relationships, friendships and family relationships and maybe boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or uh, you're a parent and you have a relationship with your kids and you know there, there's a lot of stresses that kind of entangle in those relationships like there's conflict and there's difficult people that maybe you work with or maybe you live with. Sir, that's rude to point. <laughs> he went like that. Um, um, and then we're dealing with stuff in relation like how do I forgive? It hurts. They did me wrong. And they're my family or they're my close friend. And then it's just stress, stress, stress. And then there's stresses of I'm married. I'm married. A lot of stress with that. And some of you, you're sitting beside your stress. You're married. Welcome. 
The honeymoon is officially over. Yeah. And some of you are like, I'm stressed because I'm not married, and I want to be married. <laughs> and all the single people said, amen. amen. Wow. <laughs> we need about 20 single people small groups. That's what that just told me. Um, I thought about doing this, but I don't know if it was a God idea or a flesh idea, but fuelmingle.com. Guy hasn't laughed in three years. Just started laughing at that. I love it. Stresses, we got deadlines at work and presentations and homework, and then we have the stress of bills, and the bills keep showing up every month. It's funny. I thought, man, I got married, and you know, life is good, but I, these bills, they don't stop. Um, we got stresses of, during this pandemic. I mean, our, our world has been flipped upside down. Um, we have stresses. Maybe someone's going through a divorce right now, and, and that's a lot to carry. Maybe someone's getting a new job, a new career, and that can be stressful. Maybe somebody lost their job. That, that brings on a lot of stress. And then we have illnesses and sicknesses and bad reports from the doctors, and that can bring a lot of stress. And then we have stress if we're a parent. Like, are, are my kids going to school or not? Are they going to be quarantined tomorrow or not? Like, what do I do? Am I now a teacher now? Do I quit my day job and become a teacher? Like, we're stressed. And there's the stress of parenting. I mean, where are all my parents at? I mean, how stressed are we right now? Yeah, we're, we're pray, for, pray for these parents who have kids. And if they have more than three kids, fast for them as well. <laughs> Please. Um, and then if you're a first-time parent, you're like, okay, what do I do with this? <laughs> baby. <laughs> How do I change a diaper? And all the husbands are struggling there. And uh, so we have stresses. Expectations of others bring a lot of stress. Like, what do they think about me? Are they happy with me? Am I, am I you know, living up to my end of the relationship? And, and then we have stresses of unresolved sin. Unresolved sin, like when you carry the shame and guilt of the past, it wears you out and can stress you out. Hmm? And then, then, we, then we have a stress, pretty big one, I think, um, that we have been lied to for many years here in Kokomo, that there is no Chick-fil-A coming here. <laughs> I, I don't understand why they've been lying to us. So we have to drive 30 minutes to go get Chick-fil-A, and it's totally worth it. A uh, number one with a lemonade. Closed on Sundays. You, my Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Is anybody stressed talking about all these stresses? Is anybody stressed out? You're like, I came to church to get free. Oh, we're going to get there. We got all these sources of stress. And let me just say this again, as I've been saying every week, if you are stressed out, it doesn't make you wrong. It makes you human. Welcome to humanity. Right? And so Jesus said this. Let's go to the word. We find our encouragement, our strength. John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that, you, so that in me you may have peace. Jesus is sitting down with the disciples. What did he tell him? What does he mean by I've told you these things? Well, he had told them in the previous chapters that he was going to go die, be crucified. And they're like, no, Jesus, you can't. And he's like, no, I, I'm Jesus. I, I will lay down my life. 
And so he's having this conversation, and the disciples are freaking out, really, to be honest. If you read John chapter 12, 13, 14, and, and verse 15 and 16, or chapters, you, you see that. And so he said, listen, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send you the advocate. The Holy Spirit's going to come down. He's going to come for you. He's going to be with you. So I'm going to send part of me down to earth to be with you. But here's what I need you to know. I've told you all those things, guys, so that in me you would have peace. Because in this world, you will have trouble. You notice it doesn't say, in this world, you may have a little trouble. It may happen. It may not. Jesus is like, no, you're going to have it. Like, it, it's happening, uh, but take heart because I've overcame the world. Jesus said, but take heart because I've overcame what's trying to overcome you. Oh, you didn't hear that. Yep. Jesus said, don't, don't, don't worry about it because the very thing that is trying to overcome you, I've already defeated it. And in the end, can I just tell the church this, no matter what you're stressing about, in the end of the book, we win. We're on the winning team. Um, we're on the winning team. We, we, we can't lose with the stuff we use. Come on, somebody. We, we can't lose. We're on the winning team. So Jesus was telling them, hey, this is the end of the beginning. This is the end of the beginning. It's kind of like when you come to Christ, it's the end of the beginning. It's the end of your old life, and it's the beginning of your new life. Amen? Jesus never promised that we wouldn't have trouble. He did promise that in the middle of our trouble and our circumstances, we could have peace. Look at your neighbor and say, peace out. And see, that's what some of you need to do to your stresses right now. Peace out. Because you've been carrying them for so long. And Jesus said you don't have to carry them. Now we know that trouble's going to come. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Who's ready to follow Jesus now? <laughs> awesome. Sign me up. Put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to have afflictions. Said no one ever. But we know they're coming. But the Lord delivers you out of them all. Hmm? I always thought when I was just a new Christian, the more I pray, the less trouble I'll have. I thought if I get closer to God, then the less stress I'll have. Actually, the closer you get to God, the more trouble you're going to have. But the closer you are to him, the greater perspective you have that my God delivers me out of all the trouble and stresses that I'm going through. It's a trust factor that I know he's going to get me through this. Now, I understand life is tough, very tough for many people in here. Many people are going through some serious troubles right now in their lives to the point where you have extreme Stress, even to the point where some of you said this week, if one more thing goes wrong, I'm done. You said that this week, and my heart goes out to that person. And I'm so glad you're here because you're in a house of hope today. You're in a place where you can find a home. Welcome home, by the way. Welcome home, by the way. And you're around people, and people that are serving and leading in this church that will encourage you and walk with you 
through whatever you face in life. And I need you to know this. If you don't hear anything that I say today, you need to know this. You are not alone. You're not alone. I know it feels like you're alone. You are not alone, though. If you look around, you have a family that is surrounding you and wants to surround you. You have people who want to do life with you in groups. You have people who say, man, I want to walk with you through the pain that you're facing right now. Hmm? I've found some strength through the, this scripture in my times of stress. Um, by the way, the stats say 70% of pastors deal with extreme depression and stress. 70%. Of pastors, one of the most stressful jobs out there is being a pastor. So you should pray for me often. <laughs> you should pray for me often. Now I'll say I'm not depressed. Amen. I do deal with stress. I'm, I'm married to Tara. <laughs> I love you, babe. But I have the microphone this service. Psalm 62, are you guys all right today? It feels good in here. This feels like God is here or something. It usually is. Look at this. Yes, my soul. David's talking. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. Do you need some rest for your soul? Your soul, may I remind you, is three parts. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Would you say that's where the majority of your stresses lie? Your mind, your will, your emotions, right? David says, yes, my soul finds a rest in the God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my what? I love the analogies here that David uses. That he's, he's my rock. He's my stability and my salvation. He saves me. Are you glad that you have a savior who saves you? That he just doesn't save you once, that he keeps saving you? Oh, my gosh. He is my fortress. Fortress, that means security. He provides security for me. ADT ain't got nothing on him. Come on. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Watch this, verse 8. Trust in him. Sometimes. Trust in him when things are going real good for you. Trust in him when the bank account has an extra zero. No, trust in him at all. What? You people, pour out your hearts to him, for our God is our refuge. We find our rest that we're so searching for every day, the stresses of life that get into our soul. We find our rest in God. We find our rest in God. Many have said to me, Jacob, you know, I, I love coming here on Sunday. I, I wish it was every day. I wish church was every day because I find rest for my soul. I find encouragement. I find peace here, and that's awesome, and that's what the house of God should be. But, but, but you should experience that every day, not just when you come here. You see, you can find rest for your soul on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday. Amen? See, God wants to be just as involved in your Monday as he is on your Sunday. I said God wants to be just as involved in your Monday and your Tuesday and your Wednesday as he is on your Sunday. As we release 
those stresses to God through prayer, David said. In our times, the times of tension and emotional stress, we will find rest that our soul needs. Now let's continue reading the passage here. Let's look at verse 9 and 10. Very unique passage, but I think we can draw some truths from it. And we'll find the two places that try to steal the rest from us. By the way, do you know the devil wants to keep you busy? He wants to keep you busy. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're following the plan and purpose of God. If he can keep you busy, he can keep you distracted. Anyway, that was for somebody. Verse 9, surely the lowborn or the average people are but a breath. They're here and they're gone. The highborn, the people that we would call success. So he's using an analogy here of two different types. Average people. Come on, how many average people? I'm just average. I'm average. I got my hand up. I'm definitely average Joe here. Um, and, and then you got the highborn people, the people that we look at and we're like, wow, they're successful. Wow, they got this in life and they have obtained this house and this car and this status. They're all but a lie. The people that you think are happy because of earthly success, they're not. <laughs> they're not. If you weighed them on a balance, if you really looked at their lives, they're nothing. Together, they're only a breath. Both types of people, their time is short. Verse 10, do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. What David is saying here in the passage is that wealth, power, prestige add nothing to our value in God's eyes, but the faithful work in using our time and resources is what adds eternal value. Are you with me? So we find two main culprits of stress. Number one, time. Someone say time. Time. How are you spending the currency of time that you have? Do you know we all have the same amount of time? If anybody gets 26 hours today, let me know. I want to I talk to you. I want to find out how you got that. How are you spending your time? Because the reality is you can't do everything you are currently doing. It's stressing you out. Can't get no amens on this. Many people's schedules stress them out, and they stress those around them in their homes out. Hmm? Be careful who you surround yourself with, because if you're connected to people that always drain you, it can be very, a, a very toxic relationship, and you can live a life of stress. Reserve your inner circle for people who bring out the best in you. See, the problem is your inner circle is surrounded by stress balls. You have, you have people who trigger you and mess with your time, don't respect your time, really. And so they stress you out. And your inner circle surround. Reserve your inner circle for people who bring out the best in you. So he said in the scripture, weigh it out. Balance it out. Is your life out of balance when it comes to time? I'm trying to help you with your stress. Is it out of balance? Is it out of balance? Because we know that our days are numbered. We don't have much time really left on earth. Time is fleeting. How are you using it? To cause more stress in your life or less? So let's honestly take a look at our lives and ask, is it out of balance? Is it out of balance? Is that why I'm just living a stressful life 24-7, 365? 
If so, make some adjustments because if you don't manage your time, it will manage you to the point of stress. It will. So you're going to have to have some conversations with people closest to you, right? My wife and I have conversations almost daily about our schedules for our family and our kids. And uh, there's some things that we have to say no to that are good things, right? And if you don't learn to communicate that, you're going to live, your house is going to live stressful all the time. It's going to be stressful all the time. And so you, we, we, we have to talk things through. So number one, it's time that tries to stress us out. Number two, it's money. Hmm. <laughs> That's what the second part of this psalm is talking about, money. Where is it going? How are you spending it? Is it going to the right places or no? You know what the number one cause of divorce is? Yeah, money problems. If you want to see some intense moments of fellowship in my house, it's probably going to have to do with money. Hmm? I know you guys don't fight about money in your house, but pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastor who has a shoe addiction. No, I'm for real. Pray for me. I'm joking, but not really. Um, you, you, you're going to have to learn to talk about that. Nah, we just avoid it. We, I have my account. You have your account. That's it. You spend your money. It's gone. I, I have my money. Well, that's not really the right way to approach it. The Bible says the two become one. The two become one. You don't have your money and she has her money. It's not really the right way to build a marriage, but that's a series coming up in February. 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is at the, is, is at the root of all evil. And some people craving money or financial success have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Do you see that? Is money evil? No, it's not. The love of money. We need money. You see all this stuff here? See all these lights? See this sound system? There's a couple hundred grand right here. It costs money. And you're giving it. Thank you. And we're getting the gospel out. Actually, our impact went from around 2,000 people a weekend to now 4,000 people a weekend are hearing the message from this place. In a pandemic. If, if you believe money's evil, then tell the gas company that you're not paying it anymore. Go to Meyer or Walmart and say, get the groceries. And when they say that'll be $150, say, nope, money's evil. I'm not paying it. <laughs> money's not evil. It's what you do with money that can make it evil. It's if you make money your God. That's what will make it evil. We need money to live and survive. And we need money to get the good news of the gospel out. So Paul or, or, or David saying, time and money will rob us of our rest. We're so stressed. How do we find rest for our souls? Who wants to know? Three people. The rest of you are dismissed. <laughs> Let's look at some principles in our remaining time that, concerning time and money that will help us to spend our time and money right. Number one, we need to live with a sense of purpose and urgency. Live with a sense of purpose and urgency when it comes to time and money. These are two top stresses that all of us can relate to in our lives. We need to live with a sense of purpose and urgency. See, once you find out your purpose in life 
and what your life is all about. It makes it easier to say yes to some things and no to other things. Hmm? Now all of your time and money decisions are based on, does that line up with my purpose? If you don't know your purpose, you can't line it up. Are you hearing me today? So when we know our purpose, we're living out our life intentionally with purpose. We're not just rolling around on Monday aimlessly. I don't know what my purpose is. We'll see what today brings. No, no, no. No, we're living intentionally. We're living intentionally. And one of the greatest gifts Fuel Church gives you is a pathway to discover your purpose. Next steps. 25 people, by the way, took their next step yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And so we want you to, what do we want you to do? Take your next step to know God, know him personally, know him, have a relationship with him. And then we're going to help you to find freedom because we all got a past and we all got baggage and hurts and hangups and habits. And so we're going to help you find freedom. We get you plugged into a group, man. So you can do life with people. Then we're going to help you to discover your God given purpose because there's a purpose in you. The number one Google question is what is my purpose? What on earth am I here for? We're going to help you to just to discover that. Why? So you can go and make a difference. Because really, true fulfillment will never come to your life until you make an eternal difference. It just won't matter. Life won't matter until you realize I'm doing something that's going to last forever. I'm going to live with a sense of purpose and urgency. Hmm? I'm going to live. Why? Because my time is short. My time is short. My time is short. And so David said... Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeting away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. Think about that. Think about that. Have you thought about the life after this? Have you thought about it recently? Because I know I have. I know I have. And so we have to live with a sense of purpose and urgency when it comes to our time and money. Number two, we got to put first things first. If we're going to eliminate this, these stresses of time and money, we got to put first things first. There are a lot of things out there, but priority matters. Priority matters. Nobody is too busy. It's just a matter of priorities. If I hear one more person say, I'm busy. I'm going to slap them in the next week. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Rant. Sorry. I'm just too busy. Can't serve on a team right now. I'm too busy. Really? Really? And people are willing to lay their life down and serve every service. We have to tell them to stop. You can't serve on 2,500 teams right now. You can only serve on two. I'm just so busy. Well, because your priorities aren't in line. There's a principle called the principle of first in the Bible. It's, it, it's from Genesis to Revelation. It's throughout the Bible. God established it. And he's, Jesus said this in Matthew 6, Seek first my kingdom, my house. Seek first eternal purposes. And then when you do, all the stuff that you want will be added unto you. You know God doesn't mind that you have things. He just minds when things have you. He doesn't mind you get a new car, new house right? As long as it doesn't have you, right? And so maybe too much of your time is going to temporal things that are not satisfying you, but stressing you. 
Oh, you didn't hear that. I'm going to say that again for the people there in the back. Maybe too much of your time is going to temporal things that are not satisfying you but stressing you. Hey, hey, newsflash, God's not making any more time. Hmm? He is making more trees, more wildlife, and he is making more babies. Because some of y'all aren't willing to give that up. That's our February series. <laughs> so we better learn to manage it. I'm stressed out in my marriage, but did you make time for it this week, this month? I'm stressed out with my kids, but did you invest in them and make time and actually sit down with them and tell them to put this down for 15 minutes and let's have a real conversation, not a screen conversation. Oh, I'm stressed out my money. I'm stressed out my money. Did you make time to invest it in the right places? Because I could look at your bank statement and show you 35 things that you didn't have to spend that money on. I'm stressed out my job, but did you make time to further your education? Hmm? And so what happens when it comes to this first things first, a lot of us are out of order. Someone say out of order. We're, 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 we're out of order. You ever went to a vending machine? And, and, and you, this happened a few months ago. I think we were on vacation. And, and I wanted a snicker bar. Oh, don't judge me. That turns you into another man. Some of you didn't get that, but you'll Google it and figure it out. I don't have time to explain. And, 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 and I went up, and my kids are there, and we put the dollar in, and I pushed the button, and the little thing didn't, didn't drop it. And I started getting mad. And I said, you get on that side. You get on. Let's shake this thing. <laughs> oh, you thought you only did that. Preachers do it, too. And then I looked at the little digital sign and it said, out of order. And some of you, you got so much potential inside you. It's, it's hanging right there. The snicker bar, I could see it. It was right there, but it was out of order. Your lives are out of order. God is not first in every area of your life. And if he's not first, if he's not number one, then he's not number one. And your life is out of order and nothing else will fall in place. It's God first, your marriage second, your kids third, and then others. That's the order laid out in the book. Don't get mad at me. It's in the book. So you're out of order. Something's broke and you need to fix it. It's not too late. You can put God first when it comes to your time and money. You're here today, and you put God first. You, you, did a, you did a commandment. He said, honor the Sabbath. You're here, right? It's the first day of the week, by the way. And you honored God with that. Great job. Great job. So it's, this message probably isn't even for you. It's probably for the people listening to the podcast, right? <laughs> hmm? We need, we, need, we need God first in our finances and our time. How do we do that? Well, there's a principle. Once again, the principle of first. It goes with every area of our life. It goes with our money and our time. With our money, we give God the first 10% of our increase. We give it to his house. He, he said, honor me first and I'll take care of the rest. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have 90% blessed than 100% not blessed. It's okay. And so we honor him first. And then we honor him with our time. We give him the first part of the day. 
something happens when I give God that first part of the day. Even though things don't always go right and I'm dealing with challenges, it's just I got into his presence. And you should try it, 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You should just give God that first part of the day. It's the principle at first. It'll work. The word works for those who work the word. Number three, as we close, I'm out of time. I'm negative out of time. I got to keep my heart set on heaven. If I'm going to if I'm going to conquer these two stresses of time and money, I, I got to learn to keep my heart set on heaven. I'm going to lower, I'm going to lower my expectations of earth and I'm going to raise my expectations of heaven. My Lord, we're just passing through. I don't know if you see the signs of the times, but they're around us. And we very likely, our generation could see the return of Christ. You say, well, will we see it? I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that question. Neither does Jesus. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Only the Father knows it. And one day he's going to tap the Father, or he's going to tap the Son and say, Go get my bride. It's time. It's time. But what we do know, what we do know is the times and seasons that we are in that is in this book. And we know that we are close. So eternity, eternity. Eternity matters in the older generation, the old church. Come on. If you were raised in the old church, they sang songs about heaven all the time. And I love it. They said, some glad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away. (laughs) When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. They had their eyes set on heaven. We forget about it. We're so stressed and busy with time and money. We forget that we're just strangers passing through, that this isn't our home. We're just hanging out here, and one day we're going to leave this earth. We are going to die, but we're not going to die. We're going to live forever. They sing songs like, there is a land that is fairer than the day, and by faith we can see it afar, for the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there in the sweet by and by. (laughs) In the sweet, I'm about to get happy up here. We shall meet him on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by. Heaven, heaven, it's real. You want to make sure you go to that place. You want to make sure you don't miss that place. It's real. It's as real as we're sitting in this place today. It's real. And Jesus told us. He told us in the scriptures, don't let your hearts be troubled. When you're stressed, when you're in turbulent times, when you're in a pandemic, don't let your hearts Be troubled, trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now I'm gonna go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there you will be also. Our hope is heaven. And I need you to know today, Jesus offers more than a better now. He offers a better place. I get emotional when I think about heaven. Just see the funerals I've done. The people who slip from this life to the next. The reality of it sinks in a little more. 
So I'm going to lower my stresses by living with a sense of purpose and urgency. I'm going to lower my stresses by putting first things first. I'm going to lower my stresses by keeping my heart set on heaven. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for speaking to us. Holy Spirit, in this moment, we thank you. You're showing us ways that we can manage those two major stresses in our lifetime and money. You're showing us, Lord, right now, right now. You're calling us to family meetings, and you're calling us to rearrange things, to have our priorities in line. Lord, we know you didn't call us to live a stressful life, to just barely get by so we can make it to heaven. You called us to live an abundant, joyful, peaceful life. But Lord, there's so much going on in our world right now and in our lives that it's hard. So God, help us, strengthen us in this season. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us today. While your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you may be here today, and maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've never made a decision to surrender your life to Christ, or maybe you surrendered at one point in your life, but you've got off track for whatever reason. It really doesn't matter. What matters in this moment, as we're going to say this prayer of salvation with you, inviting Jesus into your life, saying, I'm tired of doing life on my own. I'm tired of trying to work it out. I'm tired of trying to fill the void with things that this world offers me, but I'm ready to surrender it to him today. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if that's you today, you say, Jacob, I am ready. Include me in on this prayer. Would you throw up that hand wherever you're at? Just throw up that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you're stressed out, thank you. You're trying to fill that void with a substance, trying to just get through the stress, the depression. Throw up that hand right now. I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus to set you free from addiction right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right now, right now, alcohol addiction, pill addiction, cocaine, heroin, meth. Right now, you can be free right now in an instant. Thank you, thank you. God is moving, God is moving right now, guys. If you could see what I'm seeing, wow, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Let's say this prayer with him. Say, Jesus, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I believe. You died upon that cross for my sins, so I repent of them right now, and I make you the Lord of my life. I surrender it all to you. Give me the freedom in my mind, in my body, in my thought life that I need. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody put your hands together. Come on. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.